Welcome back to Square Horror. I'm the your Duke of Spook Danny. I'm the master of ceremonies, Matt. Uh, the te- Take two works. Take two works every time. Yeah, technical experts, master of ceremonies. <laughs> uh, just like uh, that, I mean, normally I'm the one that messes up with the tech, but uh, just like how that is a switcheroo, we're going to talk about another switcheroo, part two, Fear Street 1978. Yes. The take on Friday the 13th. I guess we can call it pretty openly. Friday the 13th. Because we did see the killer. Yeah, I mean, we do. It's Friday the 13th, but it's also very much, like, also high-key, like a some kind of, like, conjuring movie. Like, with the way that they integrate yeah. the witch lore. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this one starts to feel even more so like the witch is, like, the master Satanist from Conjuring 3. Bro, that's straight up what's, what her deal is. It's like if the master Satanist yeah. from the Conjuring 3 died and was dead for 300 years and was still doing shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we're picking up with Fear Street Part 2. Uh, you'll want to make sure you've checked out our previous episode on Fear Street Part One before you talk about before you check this one out because we're picking up where that one left off. There may be some spoilers from what happened there, uh, and there's a lot of characters we've already covered that we're not going to have to cover again. Thankfully, we won't have to talk about Dina very much in this movie. Yeah, Dina barely is in this movie, much to Matt's uh, favor. Yeah, and not only <laughs> not only this one. Okay, there was a great deal many things that I felt like. I liked about the first one, and it's almost like the movie heard me and then dialed those aspects up for this one. Like, I Mm -hmm. really liked and missed Kate. I thought Kate was a badass, and I thought she was pretty cute. Um, I'm really a big fan of, uh, what's her name? I can't even remember her name because they don't have it. But um, our protagonist, our final girl in this movie, unlike oh, Cindy? Yeah, yes, yes. So unlike Kate, I'm like, okay, she's got a bit of plot armor here, but she's also just like everybody else except for Dina, is extraordinarily intricate and deep. Just like the first movie, mm-hmm. like everything about the first movie in terms of like its grounded take, its realism, uh, its characters, it's all here again, and the stakes are just dialed to like eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this one really starts to up the ante a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because instead of the murder being a take on, um, like, a Scream-type killer with just a person in a mask, uh, this one's got some, like, a lot more um, potential dead people because it's at a, like, children's camp. So there's just a higher potential body count. And the movie doesn't shy away from killing kids. No, yeah, I, I think we should definitely say about it now. But, like, there's a big difference between something like Scream uh, and how it's kind of seen uh, in terms of, like, how people are exposed to it and something, like, d- with related to Scream, like the Columbine Massacre. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's a bit of a deep episode. But uh, the way you look at Scream and the way you look at that massacre, like, the the same thing essentially was happening. It was people that decided that they wanted to hurt people. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, obviously in real life you see a lot more of the real-life ramifications of what that is and what that does to people. And in Scream, obviously not only just because it's fictional, but because it's like it's, – it's 
in the context of the that universe, it's a masked killer. You don't know who it is, mm-hmm. why they're doing it, and they're able to do it for a lot longer as opposed to one nightmare afternoon. Um, mm-hmm. And I think purely just removing the killer's mask for this movie, it kind mm-hmm. of makes you... It's, and not only that, but the fact, like you said, that he kills kids. Like, yeah. a lot of kids. Um, and he does it looking like somebody that the kids trust and know, and he does it with mm-hmm. an axe. It, like, it's a very you know, semi-traumatic thing to put to film, uh, and they still did it with, like, adequate enough reverence for it to work as a slash movie, but also not be seen as, like, disrespectful, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I'm just gonna say this now to get ahead of it. Um, this movie fucked with my head a little bit because they didn't put the mask on the killer for so long. It had me questioning whether or not he was masked in the last movie. Oh, really? The entire time until they put the potato sack on his head. And I was like, no, I, I swear to God, there was a mask on this guy. And it is in like the last, much like in um, Friday the 13th, where it takes until part three for Jason to actually get his hockey mask. Yeah. It just takes a long time for them to get to that iconic look. Yeah. To just kind of throw you off your rhythm. Well, and it also shows you that, like, it, it, that, that mask is the only thing standing between it just being a guy with an axe who's trying to murder you, which is a lot scarier, at least to me, than a dude in a bag. Because it kind of makes well, and it, I love, you know, different. And I love that in this one, because it's Tommy, it's someone everyone knows as, like, a gentle being yeah. who everyone could turn yeah. to in a rough time. The fact that now he is the person you are seeing murdering people yeah. makes it so much worse than if, he, than if he were masked, because then it could be anybody. Right. But seeing that it's this person who had such, like a calm demeanor is now on a full-on rampage is just harder to accept. Yeah, you were saying that it, like, took you to a while to... It wasn't really until they had the bag for you to be like, oh, shit, it's it's that guy. It got me pretty mm-hmm. early on that I was like, bro, holy shit, she's dating the killer. Like, it like it all clicked for me very, very early. Um, and mm-hmm. then, I'm, then it, for me, was like almost sadder because i'm like no but tommy's a good guy like he can't like people like him they trust kids like and trust him and he's gonna kill a bunch of them like we already know from watching the first movie what happens Mm -hmm. and we know that it's a pretty maximum body count and we know who the killer is it's called a massacre for a reason yeah yeah it is not like and even in, like, the slasher movie things where it's, like, you know, like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, three people die in that movie. Four at most. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's a massacre because of what it is. But, like, when I think about it in terms of, like, when this town says, yeah, the Nightwing, the Camp Nightwing Massacre, they're like, no, like, we're talking dozens of people were murdered. Like, we're talking, mm-hmm. like, a, some kind of, like, horrific mass shooting level event that hit this community and it was someone that everybody knew the last person everybody expected and then the town just had to deal with that Mm -hmm. yeah like witch magic or not like that's horrible (laughs) Mm -hmm. well yeah and i feel like before we get too far into the movie proper we should talk about some of our new big um cast members of this movie yeah well, we um, should also tie it together with what happened with the last movie. So, uh, yes. Dina and Josh 
now with Sam, who's possessed in tow, seek out the mm-hmm. the, the last survivor uh, of Sarah Fear, who is um, I can't remember her name because all I called her was Britta because oh Britta's in this <laughs> yes <laughs> yes uh, yeah in this movie she's called C Berman yeah uh, because they just have her first initial and her last name yeah they didn't want to spoil it. Um, they didn't want to spoil anything in this movie. But all we knew is that um, it was it was the survivor of the Camp Nightwing massacre, uh, who the, and that her sister had yeah. died. And yes, that's right. Um, but it's really cool because not only that, but we also see a um, a finality to some like a little twist set up in the last movie where Sheriff Good like wrote something on a piece of paper and dumped it into the mail slot of like some house. We see that it mm-hmm. is not only is her house, but it was just him saying it's happening again. So I'm already like, mm-hmm. holy shit, I bet both of them and the parents of the shitty uh, Sunnyvale kids that we met in the first movie, they're all going to be just be mm-hmm. kids in this next movie. So we actually kind of get yeah. to know more town lore, and I kind of am getting mm-hmm. swept up in the town lore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because they go a little bit further into the fight between, what was it, the witches and the... The devils. And the devils, yeah. Well, and they straight up like, like even in this one, it's just the color war yeah. where they're like, "We're the good guys." Yeah. I have a note about it later, but like, imagine for a fucking second how chaotic camp was in the 1970s. It's run by teenagers <laughs> who are nuts, only about four years older than the kids they're watching. They're all on drugs. Some of them are. They're all fucking. How could you possibly expect anybody to survive? Like camp in general let alone mm-hmm. like a when massacre a shows up but you know what it's funny because like real life mo- what's hilarious to me is that most people did like there's so many like adults out here like older adults that like went to camp like that and just had like such a chaotically fun time and just were like yeah that was just camp and it was fun and I'm like damn mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah but yeah, man, that color war, it, it gets a little too personal. <laughs> Bro, that one kid who's playing a jailer is way too into Bro, it. Bro, that poor, poor kid. <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about the other kid, not the one who dies. Oh, I, okay, yeah. I mean, even just I'm like... I'm talking about the shitty one from the good town. Wasn't, isn't he the mayor, though? Like, I'm thinking, like, the older counselor who's, like, way too into it. Oh, I'm talking about the one who's, like, actually the jailer, who's, like, even when they're yelling about how the war is over, and he's like, no, I'm not letting my prisoners go. The game isn't over until I say so. Oh, man, I don't know. Yeah. Because he's, like, a 12-year-old with a power complex. Yeah, like all the Sunnyvale <laughs> pricks are. Except for, mm-hmm. okay, his name's Nate? Nathan? The the guy that becomes the uh, sheriff. Nick? Nick, yes. Uh, Nick. Except for him, because he's kind of cool. <laughs> he's cool, and he's... Well, he he has his own little, like, internal dilemma about um, Ziggy, one of the uh, counsel- or one of the kids we meet at the camp who is um, one of the Berman sisters. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah you, were, because... you were about to get into, like, the breakdown of just the state of play with characters. So, yeah, I mean, this is a good way to get that. But, yeah, go for it. Go for that. So, yeah, we got um, Ziggy Berman, played by Sadie Sink, who people will probably recognize from... Stranger um, Things. The Stranger Things series. Or if they're big Taylor Swift fans, she was in the short film of, I think it was All Too Well. Um, Gotta pepper that in for 
people who know Taylor Swift. Um, we have Emily Rudd playing Cindy Berman, who is Ziggy's sister. Play, uh, I said by Emily Rudd, yeah. who I don't know if she's related to Paul Rudd, but I hope she is. I hope so, because if she is, she's also like devilishly good looking and a great actor. Mm-hmm. Like she was so engaging to watch, like throughout, because like as mu- as the more I learned about her and about her like friendships, um, especially with Alice, uh, the more mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, this makes so much sense that she's gonna grow up into Britta. Yeah, which you know, <laughs> we talked before. Which we'll get air, into. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> then we have uh, Ryan Simpkins who plays Alice. Um, I do want to note for our listeners that the actor Ryan Simpkins uses they, she pronouns Mm -hmm. for this, for the sake of the podcast, since it's the character of Alice, we're going to be using she, her pronouns because I'm also going to forget about the they, she pronouns at some point because I'm thinking about all the things that happen in this movie. (laughs) We do do Um, our best. And I feel like we've at least has built enough of a base of being like a pretty much like a, like a pro queer podcast anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, just before we kind of completely dismiss it, like, yeah, they're so good in this. Like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. They give a killer performance off of a character who initially seems very one note, very quickly gets so many layers. Bro, I didn't even mention Alice in my outline at all. It wasn't really until like I was telling you beforehand, like I watched this movie in two parts because I had to leave to go to work. Mm -hmm. And it was the second part was when they were stuck in the cave and I started it. I'm like, wait, holy shit. Like, since when did you get so deep? Like, where is all of this Mm -hmm. character growth? Um, We have uh, McCabe Sly. As Tommy Slater, he will be our murderer of this movie. Tommy Slater is such a perfect killer name. Right? Um, We have Ted uh, Sutherland playing the young version of Nick Good, who later becomes sheriff in the first part. Um, We have Jordana Spiro as Nurse Mary Lane, um, who apparently was on Ozark. Oh, which bro. I've heard nothing but good things about, but I've never seen. Ozark gives me too much anxiety to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also have, uh, rounding out our main characters, we have, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this, but I'm going to be so bad. Uh, Kiara Aurelia, I think is how you pronounce their name. Is she the fun um, stoner chick? Sheila. Uh, no, she's the one who gets, who has like a feud with Ziggy. Oh, yeah. Well, she's pretty sweet because she's been in um, a bunch of Mike Flanagan stuff, right? Well, yeah, she was in uh, Gerald's Game. Yes, that's right. Is something she's well known for. There was a point about 20 minutes or so in where she's, like, being mean to Ziggy or something, and I'm staring at her, and I'm like, I know her from somewhere, and I can't remember where because, mm-hmm. like, it was not as this. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, she was in Gerald's Game because it's one of the most uncomfortable like depictions of like sexual molestation I've ever seen. And now it's like, Mm -hmm. you've gotten like older. So now she like looks more like an adult and she's being a horrible bitch. Then it just, I'm like, Oh yeah, I didn't recognize you. (laughs) Um, With that, I think that rounds out most of our main characters. I'll try to throw anybody else in as we see them throughout the movie. Oh yeah. Uh, the first one I have, uh, I just have is a uh, all caps. Hey, t- Halloween 2018. 
because uh, one of the counselors um, I know was in Halloween 2018 too. If you have his name, um, I can't find his name because I can't remember which what his character's name was. Yeah, that was the thing. But um, he's not in but... the movie in a very like large capacity. He's more like the counselor that stays with the kids. Uh, so he's not. Yeah, he's focused just kind on of much. around. Yeah. Um, I think he doesn't he die at one point. I don't remember because I was really looking forward to watching to see if his death was better in this or Halloween 2018. Was he was he Gary? I'm trying to remember. Gary, who he I was. think. Is Gary? Wait, no, isn't Gary the uh, Alice's boyfriend? Is Gary? I don't remember. I'm bad with names. This, this is, thing, is not helping. They don't really call everyone by their it, It's very, like, realistic in that way where, like, they're not always constantly saying people's names. Because, like, in real life, you don't mm-hmm. really do that very often. Um, so, yeah, like, in the last movie, too, I was like, wait, I forgot everybody's names, but I love them so much. Okay. Yes, I found it. He does play Gary in this. His name is, the actor's name is Drew Sheed. Yeah. Sheed. Um, yes, he is Oscar in Halloween 2018. Yeah. Um. He did an episode of Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. (laughs) (gasps) Yes. I love that. Um. Um, He's shown up in a couple things I've watched recently, and it always throws me off seeing his face in something that just isn't Halloween. Yeah, because for me, I'm always like, like, hey, He was in Stranger Things. Really? He was in Stranger Things for, like, an episode or two, and I believe he's credited as Sweaty Teen Boy, because <laughs> it was one of his first credits. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, just keep that in mind. Speaking uh, of Halloween 2018, um, when we have our uh, kids from the 90s in, like, our first movie, meets Britta who is uh, the adult Mm -hmm. version of the survivor. Um, We see that she very much like Lori from Halloween 2018 has some kind of like very by the books regimented Lori type system uh, that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's got a lot of alarms. Yeah. She's very, very, but not only is she very like obviously very paranoid and very like protective. She's also clearly Mm -hmm. very like obsessive compulsive uh, everything is mm-hmm. very ordin- organized. Everything is labeled. Um, but she does have a really cute puppy named Major Tom, uh, which I thought was really yes. sweet because at the time I'm like, oh, yeah, because her sister's named Ziggy because that's a David Bowie reference. <laughs> Both of those things are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the kids oh. show up to ask her in a more calm tone than when they were originally on the phone uh, how the fuck she survived mm-hmm. the witch and what they should do next. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it's time for time travel as we go back to Camp Nightwing 1978. 1978. Um, and we start off at the camp strong yeah. with attempted murder. Yeah, Jesus, kids. <laughs> That's fucked up. You're just going to burn her? Like, good Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to burn her at the stake for maybe stealing a couple bucks. Also, just with a lighter? I mean, you gotta at least build a pyre or something to, like, actually start a fire. I mean, come on, Sunnyvale. Do some work for yourself. Jesus Christ. Yeah. If you're gonna kill kids, I mean, uh, come on. Get an axe. Do, at least do Take a well. note from Shadyville and kill them worse. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to make <laughs> jokes about this. It, it is. Because, like, uh, it's supposed to before, be serious. Uh, 
Oh yeah, luckily before um, Ziggy can get burnt to death by the Sunny Veilers, um, a couple of camp counselors show up and are like, hey, can y'all um, let her down? Because <laughs> hey, they tied her to not? a tree. Can you maybe not murder her right now, please? Thank you. Um, it's also really cool then, that uh, they establish that there's at least two pairs. Uh, I was originally kind of fuzzy on how, who everyone was and how they were related, but there's... Something cool about a camp slasher dynamic with siblings. Um, yeah. The, the good twins. I think they're twins, right? I think they're just brothers. Because I think the uh, I think who becomes the mayor is like a year or two older. Yeah, yeah. He's very he's very clearly like a very much an alpha male even then. Uh, he's an mm-hmm. ephemeral douchebag. Uh, big time. Yeah, like he's been around. <laughs> As a counselor for a couple years, and it sounds like Nick, this is his first year as a counselor instead of a camper. Yeah, I mean, he's only about a year or two older than most of the campers himself. He's only a year older than um, Ziggy, who's in yeah. her last year as a camper. That's why it's not weird so he's, that they get together. That's why it's not weird, <laughs> yeah. but it is, like, he has a moral dilemma with it. Yeah, I'm glad because I feel like in norm in real life camp uh, that probably happened a lot more often and probably with a larger age disparity. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was. But we're not gonna get into yeah, that. Yeah, no, right we don't now. have to. Do, I don't think. <laughs> this again, the inherent <laughs> darkness of camp. But I mean, I've never been, so I have no idea what it's like. <laughs> um. So the good brothers are Sun Boys. Uh, mm-hmm. Ziggy is a shitty bitch, which are my new names. Uh, for the two towns, because I can't keep track. So the Sun Boys, um, again, like we said before, are the goody-goody rich side. Uh, they're pieces of shit anytime they can to the shitty villers. And mm-hmm. generally think that the world's their oyster. They kind of just, you know, they're the typical like they rich kid bad want. camp. Mm-hmm. Um, the shitty siders have... Uh, a lot of fun people, though, on their side. Their counselors are all fun people, um, including yeah. uh, Cindy, who uh, I really liked. Um, and it doesn't, it's kind of cute that she doesn't curse, uh, but her boyfriend's mm-hmm. kind of like, hey, man, maybe don't be so uptight. But, like, he didn't do it in, like, a very naggy way. Uh, and I was mm. like, I know she lives, so yay, she gets to survive. But boo, that sweet little cinnamon bun has to be traumatized. But maybe, <laughs> oh, Danny. God. We'll have to save it for spoiler territory. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but so we uh, meet the nurse of the camp is um, Nurse Mary Lane, who is the mother to uh, Ruby Lane, who is someone who had previously been taken over by the witch and attacked people. So she's not doing so hot. No. Uh, and she seemingly at random starts attacking Cindy's boyfriend, Tommy. Yeah. Um, and Tommy's like, um, hey, can you not kill me right now, please? And manages to overpower her because he is a teenager in his prime and she is an older lady. Um, I think it's... And she is removed from camp. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool that a lot like Halloween ends... Like, they just are normalizing sometimes people have above-average strength, uh, and that shouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily be a red flag, but when they become a psycho killer, it's a bad thing. It is. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot to unpack. The nurse, you know, 
she, her daughter was the the crazy tweaker razor girl uh, who attacked mm-hmm. uh, the gang in the first movie. Um, and that was kind of like this generation's Camp Nightwing. Like that was the like twenty years ago murders that happened that all the kids know about. Um, I mean, all mm-hmm. the kids in Shittyville already kind of know their deal, yeah. but like this one was like the most recent one. And the nurse is still like she has that kind of very touching moment where she talks about like her daughter used to sing, and she like she made her out to be a regular person before she went nuts and killed all those people at her house. Um, mm-hmm. The movie makes a really cool effort to like give the victim's perspective, but also mm-hmm. talks about what the family thinks. Like, I just really appreciate that, like, for slashers, like, there's this really cool untapped well of material, and this movie mm-hmm. has the time and the and the decency, kind of, to want to explore that, and it kind of adds to the story. Yeah. Because it adds to why yeah, she do... wants to attack Tommy in the first place. She's like, I don't want anyone else to go through mm-hmm. that. Well, yeah, because she sees on the witch's stone that Tommy's name has been carved into it. So she knows that means that he's next to be possessed. Okay. So, like, so... the nurse is playing 3D chess while everyone yeah. else is just trying to learn duck, duck, goose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's so funny that, like, these movies, it's almost like holding two different movies. Because, like, as soon as you talk about the witch stuff, you got to be like, okay, so... The witch has uh, a sacred circle of maze-like caves that are in the shape of a very complicated rune, and in the center of that rune, she's got, like, a hellish altar with names of people that she can pos- that she's possessed throughout the centuries. And, like, a beating heart in the ground. Yeah, I'm really too. not quite sold on what that is yet, but it seems to, like, spawn <laughs> the, like necromancy curse like that's how she can reanimate like killers from the past uh what she does in this movie and oh my god remember what i said about the first one that i'm like yeah i'm really glad they didn't bring back that like nightmare milkman or like that creepy kid Mm -hmm. with this doll mask and they specifically just brought those ones back yes (laughs) um so like all this witch stuff is going on and yes the nurse has been researching that camp nightwing is built on top of the area uh, where I think Sarah it's Sarah caught her hand off, right? Oh, it's both because in one area she cut her hand off and made the witch's mark, and then on the other side of camp is where she died. I think that's where they hung her, right? The hanging tree. Yeah. So these are two very important places that just so happen to now have a camp on them, uh, and mm-hmm. the nurse, kind of like a Mrs. Voorhees. I feel like, you know, Solid snaked her way into getting a position as a nurse here just so that she could learn mm-hmm. about the witch. Because the kind of the hallmark of the people close to the murder, the murderers, there's always at least one person per massacre that's like, uh-uh, this person was possessed by a witch. They didn't lose their shit. They didn't go crazy. Like, this was a purposeful thing that we're not talking about, and we need to stop her. While everybody else goes, mm-hmm. nah, they were just shady side. They kind of suck. Tommy, I don't know. They, they, he just killed a bunch of people because he was a bastard. Like, they didn't have a reason. Um, and she mm-hmm. didn't have a reason for her daughter until she's like, no, wait, the witch is real and did all this research for the main characters to then complete. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and before um, Cindy and Tommy find all this and before Tommy can get possessed, they do kind of accidentally have 
a few extra people in their posse with um, Alice and Alice's boyfriend, Arnie, um, where <laughs> um, Cindy is a very, uh, I don't want to say simple-minded person. She's But cute. she tries to find, like, the simplest solutions to things. Yeah. So she's like, no, she wasn't just crazy. Maybe she was on drugs and went and, like, attacked Tommy. Yeah. And Alice <laughs> drops this wisdom bomb that's just... Drugs aren't violent, they're peaceful. I don't know if Alice says that or if the fun hippie stoner that they're also hanging out with does, but she's MIA for most of the plot, so we don't really get her fun witticisms as much. But yeah, it does mm-hmm. like play on this, like, at the time, they were like, yeah, drugs are bad, and everything is, you know, all the actual problems of the world. It's like blaming video games for school shootings. Like, it, it, there is mm-hmm. no correlation whatsoever to you know, smoking a dube and then murdering your friends. In fact, I would argue it's just the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, because Cindy has this, like, you know, conservative view of the world, it kind of makes her this little, like, fun little Care Bear going through life, like, not sure how to, like, interact with all these things, which is just a facade mm-hmm. for some deep trauma, which we'll get into <laughs> later. Yeah. Like, Jesus. I was like, okay... What horrible thing happened to you when you were a kid? And then it was way worse than I expected. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ. So, uh, But so, while they're out there, they do figure out the new plan, which is new to us because we saw the future plan, is that if they get uh, Sarah Fear's hand back to her body, she'll be, she's done. That's it. She's not going to have her curse anymore. But by the time they figure this out, is about the same time when Tommy gets possessed. What? No, no. Read what I wrote down. <laughs> Sorry. Let me let me read as verbatim in the notes here. I forgot um, what I. <laughs> bro, Tommy flipped hard. Dude, he kills. He, he just like it's Sarah somehow. I don't know what says go, but when she is able to possess Tommy, mm-hmm. uh, it is immediate, uh, immediately 100%. There is no room of like, oh, he can kind of fight it off or like he's doing weird sit in the corner stuff. It went from like, huh, I kind of feel sick to splitting open his friend's head with an axe. Yeah. Well, yeah. And now Alice and Cindy are stuck traversing caves that are kind of caving in on themselves. Well, yeah, because that's how um, Tommy was able to, like, stop pursuing them. But unfortunately, he survived mm-hmm. the cave-in and was like, guess I'll just kill everyone on land. I said, guess it's time to go find some new victims. Yeah. And man, does he. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it really cannot be understated, like... In, like, a post, I don't even, maybe it was a Halloween 2018 thing, but, like, in a post-requel world uh, where the slashers are being, like, rebooted and, and readdressed, they've mm-hmm. realized that, like, people like watching other people die, I guess. But if they're going to watch mm-hmm. other people die, it has to be, you know, realistic and grounded. So when there are kills in movies like Halloween Kills or something... Uh, it's like this unstoppable killer trying to rack up a big body count, you know, in a short amount of space and time. It's just anyone that gets in his way. But Mm -hmm. again, to see it be a character that you know, that you like, uh, that you know is sweet, uh, you know things about him, 
and to see his face mm-hmm. while he's doing it and, and what he's doing, yeah. it's like so much more horrifying. And it kind of does knock on that like Halloween door that like, yeah, Michael used to be a relatively okay kid and then he flipped hard and killed a fuckload of people. Mm-hmm. Um, now we get to take a little uh, detour away from the murder for a second. Thank God. I mean, honestly. Um, well, we catch up with Ziggy. <laughs> um, and Ziggy is just trying to prank Sheila after Sheila tried to burn her on a tree. Uh, which, frankly, <laughs> I don't blame her for. <laughs> no, nah, man. She gets her ass good, too. And I use that as well, a pun. Well, and at first she's... <laughs> She's trying to um, just, like, pull a carry on Sheila in the bathroom. And uh, young future sheriff Nick Good shows up and is like, no, 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 that's not fun enough. And he's like, come with me. And they go grab a shitload of bugs to, instead of dropping uh, paint on Sheila, they just drop a shitload of bugs to freak her out and then lock her in the outhouse. It's pretty impressive, uh, and devious and fun, like good natured. It's like a good, like, hey, I got you back type prank that, like, most summer camp movies are kind of want to have. But mm. I'm immediately like, oh man, when Tommy the Nightmare's axe murderer comes in, she's not gonna know what hit her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, like, pranks aside, um, the color war aside, like, he's gonna kill whoever he finds. Well, yeah, and we don't get a very long, um, relief from Tommy's uh, murder rampage because just on the other side of um, this fun little prank between Ziggy and uh, future Sheriff Good, um, Tommy comes in and just absolutely annihilates a a nerdy kid from (laughs) uh, Shadyside who's just trying to be nice and ends up getting completely brutally murdered. It was very unsettling to see like because i'm like oh man this cute fat kid's kind of fun and then like no one took him seriously and like his prisoners got taken from him and like a second later tommy shows up like i figured it was going to be like the mean shady setters were going to leave get murdered and then tommy was going to keep going and the cute little fat kid would just be secondary traumatized by seeing their horribly mangled bodies but no he just Mm -hmm. gets axed in the face like they don't give a shit about killing kids no, yeah, there is no hesitation in this movie. It's also pretty cool Good. that they handle it realistically. Like, Halloween 2018 counselor uh, and the other Shady Siders and, and Sonny's Veilers, like, underst- like, they find this kid's body. You know, again, a lot of kids mm. are traumatized from just seeing that, and that is horrible alone. Uh, and they kind of coordinate, co- not only cancel the color war, but they try to coordinate all of the kids like, to corral them back into, mm-hmm. like, the mess hall and then look around in the woods for any kids that still might be hiding out there. Because they're in the middle of, like, this massive game of, like, kind of like Capture the Flag, but it's more like, uh, I don't know. It's like a... It's like a, it's like a cops and robbers type thing. Yeah, yeah. Where they're trying to have the most amount of people in their team's jail. Yeah. And Shitty Side's lost for, like, 100 years or some horrible thing. Like, they're just bad at it. <laughs> I say, isn't this like their 15th? Yeah. They're going like, for their 15th loss yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, jumping back to Cindy and Alice who are stuck in the cave systems. Um, do you want to... 
God, we got to talk about this, their trauma. We we do, um, and I think that it's it's worth noting just because like I really didn't expect it, and even though like we had we we've had Fear Street '94 deal with a lot of these things and address them in a very good way, this like kind of brought me to the verge of tears. Like it was very sad and very moving the way they just discussed it, and. It, like, it really comes down to uh, what Alice says, you know, we all have our ways of dealing with shady side when she's showing that she self-harms herself. And it's mm-hmm. just like, again, a stupid witch's curse causes centuries of, like, socioeconomic and, like, political, personal problems for people that live in this town. And we just, mm-hmm. it's so cool that they pay attention to that. Yeah. Like, it, oh, yeah. it's a and massive do... dark turn. <laughs> it's a very dark turn, but it is what drops this movie from its, like, crazy, wacky slasher fun to I mean, it... abrupt <laughs> reality. It's abrupt reality, um, which kind of, for me, served to color the otherwise fun slasher with, like, Jesus Christ, this is kind of brutal. <laughs> like, I think it yeah. might be the most, it was, like, the most intense and scariest slasher movie I'd seen that I can remember Mm -hmm. just because of it felt like I was watching like a real massacre for most of it. Like again, aside from like the Mm -hmm. witch shit, like it felt like I was watching a real like killing spree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Ziggy is out trying, Ziggy and Nick are out trying to bring all the other campers back to camp to keep them away from Tommy. Um, and Cindy and Alice manage to find the witch's hand, I think. Well, because Alice finds it in the cave uh, after Alice has gone, after, oh, sorry, after Cindy went ahead, um, because they found a way that's out right. of the cave system into, like, back into, like, the, the kitchen. Outhouse. Yeah, through the, the outhouse, that's right. Uh, they were able to, Alice was able to find the hand uh, in addition mm-hmm. to crawling through the cave system with a busted ass ankle like Alice is a badass I fucking loved her Yeah. and then unfortunately at like the peak Alice is the best moment is when she gets Mm -hmm. murdered again hardcore brutal axe murder out of nowhere Mm -hmm. well yeah she gets she gets got got um and that's right before Ziggy bleeds on the hand of Seraphine, which means that she's now cursed and has to die. We were so close, Ziggy. Come on. And now, not only is Tommy after them, but because the curse has been uh, attached, oh, God. here come the other ones. So I don't remember their names, uh, but it was the really, really creepy milkman guy who murdered a bunch of housewives. And mm-hmm. a kid who, like, killed his parents or something with a bat. Mm-hmm. It was very fre- freaky. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Tommy still. Like, they killed Tommy. They shot yeah. him a bunch of times. And Tommy is back. Yeah. So, like, it, uh-huh. it, it comes right at, like, the worst time, too. Because I honestly felt like that was going to be it. I was like, well, we've had the whole movie. I know the sisters are both still alive, so something's got to happen. Um, but mm-hmm. the sisters had finally, like, reconciled. Because, like, up until this point in the movie, they had 
a very dysfunctional, toxic relationship with each other. Um, mm-hmm. Ziggy was always averse to, you know, Cindy trying to think she was better than everybody else by basically trying that. Like that was her way of coping with mm-hmm. their dad leaving or dying. Yeah. He left. Right. I, I think, I think he left and then he died. Yeah. Cause he it was like that one, two punch. Yeah, well, not only that, but then their mom became an alcoholic and it was basically mm-hmm. like, fuck these kids. Um, yeah. and Cindy stepped up in like a typical, very much like a, like became like a very much a control oriented person, like a neat freak person, mm-hmm. even like extended to that. And I'm like, wow, she's got a lot of trauma that she is not dealing with. And I just didn't expect mm-hmm. it to be this extensive and then to be compounded daily by her sister just resenting that she wasn't there for her. Mm-hmm. Like it was very much um, like the dynamic in the new screen movie, like between the two sisters. Yeah. And it was very interesting because just like those movies it dialed to even an even sadder degree. Ultimately, Cindy is going to be there for Ziggy as they're pretty much cornered at the hanging tree uh, by all these killers. Mm-hmm. They're 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 trying desperately to put the hand back because they think that's going to work. Mm-hmm. And not only does it not work, but there's not even a body there to reunite. So they're screwed. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's very much like realizing how fucked you must be. Like, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, this one's full on game over. Yeah. Like, and it was difficult because like, up until this point, I was still, I was still, for some reason, I don't know what reasons the movie would have given me to think so. Uh, pretty convinced that Cindy was Britta in the in the future. Um, was C. Berman? Yeah, I, I don't know if she could have told by the everything about her. Um, but I'm like, huh, it's very weird that she survives multiple axe wounds to the chest. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a hard sell. But Ziggy is adult Britta. Like, she mm-hmm. was the one that was directly cursed by the witch... And just because she was stabbed in the stomach and Nick luckily revived her, that he, she mm-hmm. was able to come back from the dead and then break the curse and break the cycle. But I'm like, fuck, you just had them reunite and then killed her in the sad, like the worst yeah. day of her life. Yeah. It's very sad. But since that happens, that brings us back to 1994. Um with Dina and Josh talking to now adult Ziggy Berman, um, whose real name is apparently Christine, and we find that out at the very end. Yeah, that was just a deep um, fake to be like, oh, look, it's a C name. No, it's just what they called her. <laughs> um, and so they tell Britta, because that's what I'm going to call Britta. adult Ziggy from here on yes. out. Yes. Um, they tell her <laughs> that they found the witch's body, and um, since... Uh, Britta still has the hand they can end the curse or no they have to go out no hold on she doesn't still have the hand they have to go get the hand from the mall yeah that was the big thing is that the kids like the the story kind of finished and like what so what are we supposed to do to help our friend and she's like nothing you're screwed either way like you're fucked everything's fucked you just need to know how fucked you were Um, but Mm -hmm. they have a leg up where they know where her body is so if they can just go and find mm-hmm. the hand, which is cool because that, like, opening shot of 94 when they had that, like, little still pan against the big tree in the mall 
that's the hanging tree. Mm-hmm. That's the tree. Like, it's kind of weird that they decided to build a mall on the site of, like, the worst killing spree this town has probably ever had. Uh, only mm-hmm. to then have it sullied by a further killing spree. Yeah. But they find the yeah, hand under that tree, and they're able to mm-hmm. reunite uh, it, the bones. Yes. But, alas, at that same time, Dina's nose begins to bleed under the hand. Yeah. And she finds herself in 1666 as Sarah Fear. Now you must learn it was like for me, Dina. And it's cool because it seems like from the trailer that most of the cast of both movies are going to just be playing past versions of their ancestors, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Yeah, that I think is going to be so exciting. Yeah, and man, that trailer, it looks like a fucking surrealist A24 The Vavitch type nightmare. And I can't mm-hmm. believe that these movies are all directed by, or like, it's the same creative team. It's the same director, yeah. Yeah, it's, that yeah, blows director, my same mind. writers. It's crazy how much they can do with within the genre of finding these other subgenres that fit with this one particular story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so cool that they were able to extend it that way, too. Like, the the addition of the hand being a part of the witch lore. And now that we're going to find—now we're mm-hmm. going to—I just know we're going to find out a bunch of other stuff about Sarah. I really don't want it to devolve into, like— but she was, like, oppressed because they just killed her because she was a witch. Like, no, you don't get the paranormal excuse for this one. You've been killing people for hundreds of years. You're an evil bitch. Well, unless it hasn't been Sarah that's been killing people. That might also very well be true. And I'm thinking that... I have a feeling this movie's going to pull some kind of oh, twist on us. Why would they ha- Like, why would they linger so much on, like... Shittyville is being very bad, but, like, Sunnyvale's the best. Like, it's definitely some Sunnyvale tomfuckery happening. Mm-hmm. I just, well, yeah, this oh. is going to have some kind of scary stories ending where, like, she was wrongfully murdered or I, something. Yeah, but I still don't want it to be, like, oh, you know. Like, maybe Seraphir didn't do it, but, like, mm-hmm. who did? And then There's what? still got to yeah, be somebody got, who did Someone's got to get got, man. I'm so sick of these people just murdering <laughs> people for no reason. It's starting to make me upset. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> no. So, tune in on Halloween Woo! when we will drop our final episode of Spooktober of this year with Fear Street Part 3, 1666. Yeah, fuck yeah. The devil is coming to Sunnyvale or whatever town it probably used or to be Shady called. Side. Nah, man, it's going to be like, can you believe shit? It's going to be like Sunny Shade. Sunny Shade, yeah, like the tree. <laughs> Danny, <laughs> it's the tree. The shade the tree of the did tree. It because fucking Shadyville is west, or it's fucking east, or whatever. So the tree casts. Sh- I don't know. I'm, this is the A24 aspect has my gears turning. You know? <laughs> There's got to uh, be something. It's just going to be the. Matt, the real curse was just the friends we made along no, the way. No, the real curse was <laughs> that rich people suck sometimes. <laughs> But I, it's, it's like the purge. Like, but I already knew that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you've done nothing but prove that Sunnyvale should be put to the torch. All three of these movies. Yeah. I hope that, yeah, I hope that's the ending. That in the modern day, like, it just gets swallowed up by a black hole or something. 
That would be interesting. It'd be kind of intense, That would be one too. I wouldn't see coming. Yeah. Well, and just yeah. like Sonny Dale being a Hellmouth, it would serve that Sonny Vale also is a Hellmouth. You're right. You're right. I'm glad you brought a Buffy joke into this episode. We I'm talked about it that. like before we did the first one. They're like, I can't call it Sonny Dale because that's the Buffy mm-hmm. place. <laughs> oh, man. Follow our Instagram at the underscore square horror podcast. You can reach us at squarehorrorpodcast at gmail.com. I also feel like as, you know, as, as, as jovial and chuckle fucky as we've done this episode and the one before it, um, <clears throat> it, it is very much like a series that deals with very serious stuff. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, I don't want anyone to think that we're talking about this and, and making fun of massacres and whatever uh, at all. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Again, just like watch these movies, and you'll see that like just because the tone is so unique, that's why those two things are able to coexist. Yes, and for us, part of the reason we have to have fun with it is we just want to have fun talking about this stuff. Right? Yeah, we don't want to bum guys. you out. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to find the good side of it. So until next time, you stay spooky out there. Yeah, and just man, maybe camp. Skip it this summer. <laughs>